What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. That purple bling bling, yo. And your auditory canals are tuned in to episode 156 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man? Not much. Just here to talk about the hobby that we all love, and why you tune in to hear us talk about uh, video games. So, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, we want to say we. Definitely say thank you to all our listeners and those that participate in our show. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Who is that food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, bro? Not much, man. Just uh, chilling on this uh, weekend day. Uh, you know, I'm on my like sabbatical from game purchasing. I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I am going to be hitting my backlog like something fierce. So next couple months, I'm not buying in one lick of a new game, digital or physical. So mm-hmm. awesome! Yes. I'd love to see it. I know. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. You'll see if I'm in the re- ready for the rubber room. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, you know. Wow. <laughs> You see you foaming at the mouth in a, in you a know, straight yeah. jacket. I don't think <laughs> it'll be that sale. bad. There's a sale. Yeah, you know, I see a Warrior 64 post, and I'm just like, you know, frothing at the mouth over here, you know. Well, be strong, buddy. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do check-ins as, as it goes along on the show and see. This. Mental health check-ins. Yep, gaming for, check-ins. For gaming purpose. <laughs> It's like, like I, yeah, all right, I, bro. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind missing the the actual games. It's just like, okay, two steel books and a damn uh, special edition with an art book. Okay, oh no. <laughs> it's okay. I, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, alrighty then. Well, as usual, our first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. All right, Des, let's kick things off with you, man. What you been playing? Oh, wow. Um, well, I started my... I'm started very hard trying to play new games uh, because I wanted to get into my backlog as well. Uh, really trying to roll credits on some games nowadays instead of just buying games uh, because I was very... Um, I don't know. I just hadn't rolled credits on a game in a very long time. It's like I would start them and stop them and start them and stop them and then you know, run cold on it, as Joe says, and then, and then go hot, on to something hot else. Hot and cold. Hot, hot and cold. cold. That's me. So so I'm trying, I'm just trying out a couple of different games to see if I'm going to like them, you know, see if it's a game that, that I want to continue to play. So uh, so a couple games that I played. So uh, I'll start off with the one that all three of us played. Um, the first game was Outriders. Uh, like I said, or like we said last, last uh, time, we actually beat it. 
you know, rolled credits on and now we're doing the expeditions and trying to get to the highest you can get because the second part of the game is facing the eye of the storm and then seeing what is in the eye of the storm. So we're, uh, it's interesting uh, playing it because you don't get every, uh, there's a whole bunch of expeditions, but you don't get a lot of the same ones because they rotate in and out. And so some are available some are not available, and so it's kind of a uh, you get to run a, a couple different ones each time. Uh, but but because they change every time you you complete one and then go back, uh, you have to kind of you will play some double ones every now and again. And so we reached our our level and our tier level. We got to about tier eight, um, and uh, going further than that, the game got a little ramped up and got a little harder. So we're sticking sticking at eight and trying to get some more uh, drop pod resources. That way we can get some of these legendaries. And then once we get the legendaries, we can start breaking those down and then um, uh, making the and increasing the level of our gear. Um, so yeah, I did a lot of research about, about the, the, the expeditions and how to get resources. And so I was looking at, you know, different ways to get, uh, better ones and, and it's not, I mean, it's kind of intuitive, but kind of not at the same time. Uh, so I was happy that a couple of guides helped out. So overall, overall, I like, I like the expeditions because you can get into it. They're not too long. You can probably beat it. You know, the three of us can probably beat one in about 20 minutes. Uh, and I, I like that time frame. Like you go in, play a couple, and then move on to another game or or, or go to bed if you want. It's because we usually play a little later. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. And I, and I like getting – I like I, – I just wish that the, 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 the stuff you got for the pods from the pods was a little bit better. But I guess – um and, and and the amount of resources you got back for the pods were a little bit better because it is kind of a grind but i guess the higher up you go the more resources you'll get so i guess in the earlier stages it's supposed to be hard so that's how i'm kind of reconciling with everything because you really got to play a couple of them before you're able to get you know um before you're able to get a uh, a good legendary and then Tiago, or I think his name is Tiago, the guy who sells the legendaries, his uh, his stock of legendaries doesn't refresh. You have to pay money to refresh them. And I think that's kind of bogus because um, I really wish that you didn't have to, I wish that he would re refresh like once a week because it didn't seem like he did. So he's kind of like Zer or something, um, but he's he not. A, he has a weird look. Um, yeah, and his eyes, he's got those creepy eyes. So... So for me, um, I'm having some fun with with Outriders. Um, I'll continue to play it until until we beat Eye of the Storm, and uh, hopefully that will get us to the next um, to the to the first uh, expansion, and then we'll see what the expansion has to hold. But what about you, Joe? Uh, what are your thoughts on the expeditions now that we've played a whole bunch of them? Uh, just it, there's definitely some gear checks involved with it, and. Uh... I really like the format. I mean, it's like there's some story to each of them. So, I mean, we haven't really rinsed and repeat much of them. It's just kind of similar to Destiny 1 and the Prison of Elders, where you're just going in and you're doing your uh, sequences. Uh, I'm not really worried during the actual run to pick up loot because you get loot at the end with the treasure box. I love kinda, that. 
So it's like, you know, only thing you are worried about is getting to the end. And uh, there is uh, timers involved and statistics that are available for uh, you once you complete the um, quest on there to complete the run as far as to see, who had, you know, as far as who had the most damage, you know, who had the healed the most and so on and so forth. So it's just interesting to look at it. It kind of reminds me a little bit more of uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite a little bit more in that way. But, uh, you know, especially if you ramp up the difficulty, and especially because, you know, that's why I mentioned about the gear check. You just got to make sure, you know, I think right now we're floating around level 40, level 41 gear. So, I mean, as much as I want to crank up the world level, I just don't want to make it to where it's a grind or if we wipe on there. Yeah. But, yeah, I do mean at the end you do get you do get some loot at the end of a wipe, so that's always kind of good. So you're not super penalized, uh, but you just don't get the um, the pod resources, you know. So, which is good though because it's at the end of the day you can always break down your your the 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 stuff you get for the titanium and then you know sell them to him to Diago and get and get a tr sell them for resources and then buy buy something that you want. So there is a kind of a, a it's a two to one exchange rate. So, so I mean, it's not too bad. So you have to think about, do I spend the time to, to level up the weapons that I'm using now, or do I, or do I just change it and buy it and, and buy the stuff now? My thing is, is I only level up my, my rare gun that I'm, my legendary gun that I'm using and the legendary chest piece, everything else. I just switch off to the, to the newest one. That's the higher level. And then I break everything else down. And then once I, once I get enough, I'm gonna do the reroll to try to get another of the um, uh, legendaries that I'm looking for. So, so that's kind of the what I'm doing with it right now. So, that's that's how I'm uh, approaching it um, for for the gear right now. Yeah, um, whatever has the higher level, I usually will just slap on there. But. Uh... With my, uh, at least my armor, I have buffs for my particular pyromancer build I want to keep. And so I always have to pay in mind because I want to buff and have like at least two or three of my powers available uh, with the various buffs. So that's, that's the route I have taken in my playthrough. That's why if you watch me play pyromancer and the in-game stuff, I'm just constantly throwing out just uh, powers up the yee you know, I'm, I'm more more likely getting more damage from that than uh, from actually using my gun. So that's why I've been enjoying it at least. And and I wish I kind of discovered that style sooner because I would have uh, definitely have looked at my um, my ability tree and to be able to like kind of go towards that type of uh, build on there. So. But cool. uh, I can't wait for World Slayer. I think that would it's going to be good, and uh, I, I will pay whatever I need to pay to play it. So cool, uh, Kev. What is your thoughts about the Outriders Expeditions? I've been having fun with them. It's a it it kind of reminds me of a horde mode. Yeah, but for whatever agree. reason, it seems less grindy than other horde modes that I've played. You know, like I've. I've played like a couple rounds of Gears, Horde mode, and and some other game that that's escaping me right now. And after a while, they just kind of seem like a chore. 
this one, the I mean, I'm I'm always anticipating what's going to be in the capsule drop, but the journey towards the capsule drop is a lot of fun because the game itself is fun. So you're just continuing on doing activities and gameplay loops that you you know if you like outriders you're going to like doing the end game stuff so it it just seems a lot less uh i don't know chore oriented than other games that i've played that have a a mission or a mode like this so i'm i'm having fun with it yeah i can't wait to play more um so other things that i've been playing is dying light um still enjoying it i still think uh, i really i still think that the parkour stuff is a little i don't think it's intuitive like i said in the last episode uh, i'm still working through it still getting through it um i'm enjoying the story so far um and i'm gonna i'm gonna see what what's happening it's not too terribly difficult because i don't go out at night where the where the weird things come out i'm not trying to do all that stuff so so i'm not I'm I'm not trying to play super crazy hard mode, you know, until I get better or get better um, gear and, and better skills. So we'll see. I'm just playing the story right now, and I and I it really seems kind of fun. Um, will I play Dying Light Two? Um, probably, but I won't be buying it now, and I definitely will not be buying it when it first when it first comes out or any pre-ordering or anything like that. I want to get through the first Dying Light uh, before I turn it on, but. But again, I do think that the the parkour portion, the jumping portion, is a bit cumbersome where the buttons are, and I do hope that they fix that for the second game. But you know, here's hoping. Uh, I know that Joe, you just started playing it as well. I know we were going to do some uh, co-op. Um, so, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I was looking at my trophy list, and the last time I played the game, and I remembered the tutorial when the last time I played it, but I haven't played it since 2015. And so there you go, six years. I actually traded it in um, prior to that, but I repurchased it because um, Techland is promising a next-gen patch for PS5 and Xbox Series X. You know, I know on the series uh, consoles right now that there has FPS boost, but I know we're playing on PlayStation, you know, regardless of whatever the frame rate is, we're going through with that. I know listener of the show, Gerald, already picked up the game too, so we're kind of anticipating, like, you know, playing that versus maybe Gen Zero, which we haven't played in a couple of weeks, so... Mm -hmm on there so uh i enjoyed playing you know just the, the tutorial obviously just a, just like you're stating it just takes a minute to get used to the uh control mechanism for the parkour but i um, kind of eager to dive in and dig in a little bit more and i know i'm at a point where we could you know group up and play if need be so you know uh i have an old friend omar that he, he's played this game for years on pc and so there's definitely a lot of legs uh, to this game and content out uh, for people that maybe are looking for uh, something to play that might not be a full, you know, 69.99 release out there uh, to be able to dive into. And if you're interested in Dying Light 2, hey, what's what's better than to check out the first one and kind of become familiar with the, you know, gameplay styles and techniques and whatnot and get some uh, life out of that first, you know, so. Yeah, and they're still doing events as well like we signed uh signed on and there's a there's an event going on right now so they're really 
I think that's really good of them to uh, to basically still give folks playing Dying Light one some extra stuff, some extra love. So I think that's great. So, and I've again overall I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it, um, and I'm trying. I do like the scavenger aspect of it and running around um, and hopping up on stuff and doing the long jumps and, and so. So it's not terrible. It's just the whole you know having to look up and you know and and climb though it's much more authentic because you know in real life you look up and then you jump and everything but it's just i, I sometimes I, I just feel like like i'm trying to jump you know zombies are like swatting at my ass and i'm like get off there you know and then, but for the zombies are never not, not a lot of the zombies are not very uh, aggressive so there, there's aggressive ones and then there's big ofi zombies and so there's different types of zombies but nothing that during the day nothing that's super crazy so it's not it, it's not a game that's super hard due to the, the 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 zombies and everything like that so so i'm I'm actually enjoying it so i wonder if there's a mod on pc that you know, if they had a third person camera on this would you go to it like you know like oh, light, heartbeat. On rest? yeah no no heartbeat heartbeat I would, I would love to play it in third person you know, if if it had if if uh, dying light 2 had had a third person oh yeah that probably make it a day one purchase for me. <laughs> so, uh, so other games that I've been playing, uh, went back and started playing the Shadow Warrior series. One of the guys that, one of the streamers that I watch on YouTube, he does streaming on uh, on Twitch, but I watch his stuff on YouTube. Uh, so I can pause and rewind and all that stuff. Started playing the Shadow Warrior series, and I thought, huh, let me take a look at this. And the Shadow Warrior Three is coming out. So I talked to Joe and he was like, yeah, I got I got them both on Xbox. So I fired up the Xbox and downloaded Shadow Warrior 1 and 2. And I'm making my way through the first Shadow Warrior. And it's uh, it's an interesting game. It was a game that I played with Joe a while ago. Uh, but this was, this was when I was like really not into first person games. And so now, you know, being older and, and able to do the first person genre a lot better. Uh, it's a pretty fun game. I think it's it's hilarious in its uh satire and weirdness and how it doesn't take itself too seriously so i, I wonder how shadow warrior 3 is going to be in this much more um conservative kind of um uh landscape for video games you know because lo wang was a badass but he you know asian stereotype but he's he's a badass and you know so I wonder how they're if they're going to change that, or if they're not, or if they're going if they're still going to have the comedy aspect of it, or, or whatnot. I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see what happens, but but I will roll credits on Shadow Warrior, and then I'll roll I'll roll credits on Shadow Warrior too. I, I really like those games, and that's another two player game that Joe introduced me to a long time ago. Uh, he introduced me to Shadow Warrior one, and we uh, played it together for a minute, and I was like, nah. But now that I'm playing it again, I you know Joe might. Joe might um I might ask you to come in and play with me. And I do like the the um I do like the uh the system the, the uh, progression system. It's really cool. You get like tattoos for the different powers you get. And so your body gets covered in tattoos as you unlock your different uh powers. And I thought that that was a really cool kind of, you know, um idea. It has showed the show the representation of 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 your character getting stronger. Though again, it's kind of wasted because it's a first person view. But whatever. I think it's I think it's fun so far. So Yeah, um if you're a fan on Xbox and you've had a live subscription for a year and a day, it was a games of gold. 
game a while ago, so you should, might have in your back catalog. Uh, Shadow Warrior 2 is on Games Pass, so that's where that's available. So, Yeah, really good, really good game so far, and I cannot wait to beat it and then get to Shadow Warrior 2. Uh, and the last game I'm playing is a game called Stories, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, it it's an older game, and it was a, a PSN title, uh, a, uh, a PlayStation you know Plus title a long time ago, and I got it. And then I was just looking for games to play again in my back catalog, and I saw it, and I was like, let me try this out. And of course, it's and it's it's an an anamorphic um, fox uh, that you're running around with, and 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 the 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 hook about stories is you go through. You, there's a narrator, you know, reading the story and reading you a story, and then you're playing out the actions of the of, of the characters. But there are four levels that you go through, and you make four different distinct decisions, and then you get an out, you get an ending, and and then it's either a good ending, a bad ending, an ending that doesn't make sense, or an ending that's weird. Um, and then you go back to the beginning and you play the game again, but they, but they give branching paths. So it's like a video game version of a choose your own adventure. And I'm just been, so, it's been so good. Um, it's, it has a three quarter perspective view, which I, for whatever reason, I really like three person perspective view that ARPG kind of look like a Diablo, uh, Grim Dawn. I love games with that perspective. I think I'm really kind of dialing into the type of games that I know that I'm going to like, and it's those type of games. I don't know, something about seeing your character from that from that perspective and looking down, seeing everything, just, ah, you know, really good. And the, the, the graphics are like a, a cell-shaded kind of graphics, and you're fighting these ravens and, the, and the, this, this, you know, frog, emperor who's who's evil or something and you have different paths that you can take and then uh you can level up yourself uh for different ways when you when you kill stuff and you get points you level up uh your skills and then you uh, your skills and your you know your 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 speed and your your attack power and stuff like that and and then you can you get different types of swords and then different types of sword like a fire sword and ice sword and a void sword and then your regular sword and each of these swords sometimes can open up new branches because the sword you stick it into a door matching colored door and that'll open up another another way to get to this area because you you, you transverse the same areas in different parts of the story um and as you progress all of your all the stuff that you have done in the prior run stays with you so that's the great thing about it is is you get stronger the more you play the game and the more stories you go through um as you try to unlock the 20 plus endings to this game it's crazy i've gotten i've gotten two out of the 20 plus so far so and I think I want to roll credits and get all the endings because it is just such a fun game to play. And the combat is, and you get these gems that you can put into your into your arm that that do different things that make you like more resilient or or give you more attack power. And um, and it's a really fun fun game. And and just the narration is great. The the voiceovers are great. Uh, the combat is really really smooth. It has like this weird sort of Arkham City thing where whereas you're surrounded by your these minions and then an exclamation point will go up and then you press forward and attack 
toward or if you typically press towards them and and your attack button and you'll block them and then kick them away and then you can and then you can swing at them and, and hit them while they're down for the kill and you can continue to do that it's just so it's this sort of like you know batman sort of blocking and then countering attack so it has that element to the combat and then there's different things you can do you can grab people and then like knock them into other people so the combat is actually very fluid it's just a really good game um i was very i don't want to say i was surprised at it but i just didn't like check your back catalogs folks you, folks you might have some really good games that you're sitting on that you don't even know so so I'm yeah. really enjoying it so far, and and if you have if you have it in your in your back catalog, I think you 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 would be hard pressed to find it to 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 find a reason not to like the game. It, it's really fun so far, really yeah, enjoying it, it. Like a really early PlayStation Plus game, and I remember seeing because it was that one of the PlayStation experiences that I went to. And I'm trying to remember if it's like even taken all the way back to the the first the Vegas one we went to, Kev, or not, but. Uh, um, it's been a while since this game actually uh, came out on PlayStation Plus, but I remember seeing it at that show and uh, just uh, kind of being excited for it and then never playing it for whatever reason. So it <laughs> well, came out great. came out in 2016 and it didn't get released for Xbox until 2019. So it is available on Xbox One as well. So it's definitely worth your time. Definitely and it's Available on Steam at the moment during the lunar sale for three dollars and seventy-four cents. So. Oh, that's a steal! Like if you have Steam and you need something to play, or you want something to buy to play, that's a steal. Pick it up. Pick it up. It's great. So, but that's me, and that's what I've been playing. So I'm gonna kick it over to Kev. Kevin, what have you been playing, my friend? I haven't been playing a whole lot. Uh, I have been playing primarily out. Oh yeah, that's that's the that's the game I've been playing. You gotta you gotta get it while you can. Uh, but on the gaming front, the only two games I've been playing is Outriders, and I've been playing Legend of Double Dragon. They updated their website. They now have Ultimate Double Dragon available. They call it a demo, but I think it's the whole game. Uh, that's the one I believe I was talking about the last episode with the uh, Chen Cheng Zan and uh, Hanzo. Actually, those yeah. two characters, I'm I. It's it's not them. I mean, that's who they. That's who the 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 chubby guy in the blue gi sounds like. But it's not him. These were villains that you played as in Double Dragon Three. I was watching a video that was going kind of in depth into uh, Ultimate Double Dragon. They were explaining that that's where those two characters come from, and they're basically two-in-one characters. You can when you instead of switching styles, you switch characters, and you can do that mid combo. They've integrated the Killer Instinct Ultra Combo system into this game, just like they did in uh, legend but gosh that there not only is that in here but there's also uh oh gosh what game there's another game that has a similar system it is um dang i was just about to say it but anyway there's like two fighting games <laughs> that have that have their 
super super specials integrated into the finishing moves of this beat em up and i'm still working with legend of the double dragon I'm, i just kind of dabbled in ultimate and it both of those games are just absolutely fantastic <laughs> i mean it's just i'm i'm kind of in uh in a beat em up bliss for lack of a better term so um are these double dragon games way better than that double dragon four that the uh, technos brought out yeah way better i i mean here's the thing is is that this was that the both of these projects were responses to super double dragon which is very weird because i liked super uh i thought it was a great game but a lot of people didn't like it and then when the the guy who headed up the project sounded off when he left uh, trade west after he finished work on that game he sounded off and on not being not hap- being happy with the finished product and basically telling people that, that they got screwed because he had so much bigger and better plans for the game but trade west was trying to to meet some sales figures so they they forced him to rush it out it's really in response to that but in all actuality it's probably the best double dragon game you can play um unless uh way forward is going to work some magic with the franchise at some point it, it it's it, it, it's really good. I mean, it's got the graphics of Super Double Dragon. They, the, both games do. So, it, and and I'm a fan of that graphic style. But the, gosh, the systems that are employed in this game are some of the most in depth that I've seen in a beat 'em up. Well, <laughs> Way Forward has messed with the Double Dragon franchise. They brought out Double Dragon Neon. That's Way Forward. So. Yeah, and I didn't like that game at all. Mm. <laughs> Well, there you go. At all, I was, I was really hyped for Double Dragon Neon, and then I played it, and I said, "Oh my goodness, this, this, this is not good." <laughs> Which is weird because there's a couple, you know, you, if you're listening to or watch channels that focus on retro gaming, in particularly fighting and beat 'em up games double dragon neon has a lot of love and i think it has a lot of love because it is so 80s centered it's got um what would you got called parodies of 80 popular 80s music it's got parodies in even the environments that you fight in but the mechanics the actual game itself is not fun at all so if it you, in fact, to me, it's hard to believe that the people that did River City Girls did Double Dragon Neon. It, it's, it's the two games are just so, in my opinion, just miles apart from each other. So if they can do, if they can, and there's rumors that Billy and Jimmy Lee are in River City Girls too as a secret characters. So we'll see. But if they can do a Double Dragon revisit sequel whatever and have it play like like river cities river city girls plays and 
like River City Girls 2 seems to play, then I think they will, I, that would be awesome to see. But right now, the, <laughs> that, that, those two fan-made games are just absolutely amazing. But that's pretty much all I've been playing this past week. Yeah, understood. So, oh, and Trader Joe, you, did you go or were, did yours come? No, we, just, we, were, we were going together because we, we, we play a lot of games together, but he's got a couple other games that he that, that I'm sure he wants to share. Well, All right. uh, just quick aside, I've just been playing Demon's Tilt some more, still enjoying that. Um, I noticed that the dual sense, the triggers are too long. So especially with a pinball game, I've been playing with the DualShock 4 on that, and that's way better uh, response time. And I'm still dabbling in Apex Legends. I don't know if it's going to be a keeper. It's kind of a game to throw on, you know, just to play a round or two. You know, I wish I had more people on my friends list maybe playing so we could pair up as groups, but I am not pressuring anyone to play. So, <laughs> And that's pretty much it for me. So, Cool. All right. All right. So with that, that's going to bring us to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the main event. All right, Des, you're on deck. All righty. So uh, as always, our main event would be possible without all the all the listeners and the folks who respond. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, our main event question this week was, what is your take on the Microsoft purchase of Activision? Uh, excited for the possibilities on hashtag Xbox Game Pass. Uh, what game or games are you wanting to see from the new Xbox Game Studios? Uh, let us know here or on our Discord. Okay, this is on Twitter. This is where he posted it. So uh, our first response was from the Discord, and it was from Will D, who said, uh, this acquisition seems to be about online slash esports titles. For me, I'm hoping to see new life in old school titles from the 80s and 90s. Um, I agree with you, Will. Uh, I, I too want to have some more 80s and 90s games from Activision Blizzard uh, come to game, uh, game Pass, and I know that they will probably most likely be there in earnest. So I can't wait to see what exactly they bring in. So, um, yes, you want to say something, Joe? Uh, I know that uh, I would love to see an Activision anthology-like type collection, and I know there, were, there was one that was brought out uh, during the PS2 era, you know, original Xbox and I think GameCube, and so just to have a compilation of all the Atari 2600 and maybe even a little bit after that, you know, Pitfall 1 and 2 and uh, Hero and Kaboom, River Raid, you know, you could name off all the the, the quote-unquote Atari 2600 Activision bangas from way back when. So, yeah, love to, I would love to see it. So, Cool. Uh, actually, I, w I would as well. So John BT on Discord says, honestly, I don't really care about their games, so losing them to Xbox is fine. Uh, that said, given uh, what they paid, I feel like they should just spend an extra billion and break all the contracts and announce all games will be Xbox exclusives. Uh, that would be a bold move and could actually lead to new systems sold. All right, so that's a very aggressive uh, stance that they would have to take. And I think because Phil Spencer and Xbox likes to play nice with everybody and be perceived as, you know, uh, console Jesus, um, he can't, 
he can't really do that, so unfortunately. But I think that that'd be fantastic. I think that would be a very bold, aggressive move to really push, to try and push Xbox to 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 the forefront. But as Kevin is always quick to say, and I and and I feel justified, and I honestly believe it is is that's great and all, but where's the new games? Because all they really would be bringing is the old games uh or games that are that that are already available through steam or or through some other way um and so instead of having to buy those games in the future if you want to play those old games you would just be getting them on on a uh, game pass um am i right kevin in, in that thinking I, I think there i think there's that but i also think that phil doesn't want to buy out that contract from sony I I really don't think he that he wants to, and I think the reason that he does that he doesn't want to is because you know Sony is going to inflate that price considerably, considerably. They you know the amount of money that they paid to secure those contracts. You know we're going to talk about it further in in the news. I believe the amount of money that they paid to secure those contracts, they would not be asking for that amount of money in return oh, no. No. to be really? released for, for Microsoft to release the, uh, themselves from that existing agreement, that pre-existing agreement. So I think he comes out and he says this kumbaya stuff to make himself say, oh, he's just this nice guy. He's... He's the gaming. He, he, I mean, the console man. He's Jesus. a businessman. Yeah, he's console. He's probably console antichrist. Is, is <laughs> <laughs> but, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. <laughs> but he's but he's a it, it, all jokes aside. He's a businessman, yep. and he he sat down with his with his uh, number crunchers, and they said, "Look, if you want to, if we want to get PlayStation completely out of the Call of Duty." engagements this is the number that <laughs> jim ryan said yeah and phil probably looked at that number and said nah, nah bro <laughs> yeah because think about all the, like the loss the, the 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 estimated lost income that they'd have to pay and all this other stuff yeah. it's just this is not worth it it's like go ahead you keep that we'll be over here you know, and it just looks good. It and I still, it still, it still keeps them looking good. So. Yeah. yeah, it's also grease to keep the merger from not t- being taken off the table by people saying it's a monopoly or saying it's antitrust or anything. Yeah, like I think that, that so. I agree too. Yeah, and Gerald, you know, says Gerald on Discord says honestly, the only thing to take from this, all take from all this is that if you have Game Pass then you're going to be getting a lot of games coming your way. And I, I, I agree. Like he, I think he, I totally agree. Now, whether those games are going to be for you, that's a question that you have to ask yourself. Also, Microsoft has, Microsoft has a lot of eSports games under their belts. I haven't played Call of Duty in quite some time, but all are in the minority with our single-player games. It'll be interesting to see how this all unravels. One thing is for sh- one thing for one thing is for sure: the Microsoft did make this move for anything uh, for game, but but for Games Pass and the subscription they want, the subscriptions they want to gain from players. They're in it for the long haul. We shall see it. We shall see if it pays off. 
And I think that's 100% why they did this. They're trying to, they're trying to get, they're trying to bolster up their, their, their online game pass um, model and, and their offerings. Yeah, and think about the initial panic that everyone had when this was announced. Like, oh, no more Call of Duties on PlayStation. There was like a nice Resetera thread I was reading, and I was kind of having some snickers because um, not like the candy bar, but like just laughing uh, because there was a French retailer that actually put signs on the PlayStation 5 um cabinet uh, at their retail location warning everyone hey guess what uh, uh, activision was bought up by microsoft so you will not be able to get call of duty on playstation on the damn retail cabinet the uh, glass case the display case they actually put a sign up uh, warning people because they don't want people out there buying the playstation thinking that they're not going to get their call of duty i guess so it's they like, need their fix man Warning them consumers, yeah, no, no. yeah. Call, Call of Duty's not leaving PlayStation anytime soon. So, yeah. so lastly, our, our good friend Fred French, uh, Mr. Mustard, on Twitter says, I'm all for it. If this is what it takes to keep great games being made, then let's go. I plan on gaming until I'm really old. I want to see a strong heartbeat in future games. Start loading up. The, nurse, the nursing homes with game consoles. You're never, you're never too old to play. And I think that's, I think that perfectly sums up all of this. You know, if if we're able to get new games and 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 better offerings, so be it. Um, and I think the aging community is one that people don't really think about. And I think, you know, that's a really good conversation to have that that Fred that Fred brought up. It's like at some point we're all going to be older gamers, you know, and all the people now who are being born, you know, they're probably only exposure, you know, is games pass or, or they feel that that's a really valid reason and they're going to get older and, you know, that we're going to hopefully you not have to be in nursing homes. And then, you know, we're going to be, you know, soaking our teeth, you know, sitting in an easy chair playing, you know, call of duty and stuff. So, so yeah. Um, having, ha having a service that you can just sit there and, you know, play a game for a couple hours to keep your mind straight. It's, it's not a, it's not a bad idea. So, so, I mean, yeah, I, but again, as I said earlier, we just need some new games from all these mergers. It can't just be about what's come. It can't be about the past. We've got to start seeing some new games coming in the future though, because I think yeah. that, that will, because the, the one thing that really helped Netflix's longevity is the fact that they started making original content. And I think, you know, this whole thing about acquiring, 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 is great. But now you got to start, you got to start making stuff from those acquisitions because, because even though I'll be happy to play some games from the nineties and the eighties and the early, early two thousands, I want to play something new. Kevin has always said, which, which is a great a great slogan, is I I buy these consoles to play new games, one hundred percent. Yeah, we haven't seen anything from Obsidian. We haven't really seen too much from a lot of the studios that they picked up. Much less uh, Bethesda, much less you know Activision. So. I mean, we have, but but I they, mean they, Obsidian is not coming out, you know, yeah. to like until like late this year or early next year. So it's like, I know development cycles take time, but damn y'all, damn. <laughs> yeah. The only thing we've seen from Obsidian so far since the merger is grounded, much less 
yeah. talking about Ninja Theory and uh, Bleeding Edge, you know, I, obviously they're working on Hellblade too, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Not even so, anything from the Initiative, which is supposed to be their answer to Naughty Dog, apparently. Oh, they're you working know. on Perfect Dark right now, so. Yeah, but I mean, all we've seen is that little trailer. Yeah. No update. It. Just um. I, I just, Hell, they're I just not hope... even doing it. They got uh, what's that? Uh, that other they got that other company, uh, uh, Crystal, Crystal Dynamics, Dynamics. Yeah. to help them to, to actually do the game. It's like, wait a minute! I thought you guys were like the gaming. You gathered all the greatest minds in gaming under this initiative umbrella to make this ip something greater than it was and you're farming it out to crystal dynamics to actually do the work it's like what are you guys what are you doing that at all yeah what are you doing but i mean but again here's hope that uh whatever the offerings come to game pass uh in 2023 I really hope that they're good, and I really hope that you know they're able to sustain themselves because they are putting a, they are putting a lot of faith in in their subscription service and into Game Pass. So let's just hope it pans out. So um, does anyone else have anything else to say about this before I go on to the next question? Uh, not not me. Well, I, I'm I'm out of hope, bro. Ah! I'm I'm fresh out <laughs> of hope. I I can't be gaming Jesse Jackson no more. Keep hope alive. I can't do that. <laughs> and I, I you know I have you know I've I've got this I got the smokestack sitting behind my TV, so it's not like I don't have the dang box. But yeah. I mean at this it that this last console generation, the Xbox One, was the generation that didn't exist as far as Microsoft was concerned. No games whatsoever outside of what Gears Five, and did did they do a Forza Horizon last year? Uh, they did numerous Forza Horizons. So uh, they did what Forza Horizon Two, Three, and Four for Xbox One. So and then Five, obviously. So okay, but that's about, that. that uh, I'm talking sport. Yeah, I thought I thought it. You know, I'm just talking about games in general. There was something like an eight-month gap between their their first between their first one of their early IPs in the year. I'm in the generation and Gears Five. It, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, they had a they had a quite a few years where they were trying to get caught up and trying to reorganize within. Because then, you know, besides like Sunset Overdrive, which is a one and done IP from. Uh, insomniac you know and then quantum break which remedy left <laughs> microsoft after that you know they were partnering with them with alan wake and with uh, quantum break and of course crackdown 3 you know how all that went even though i love that game that game was good so yeah you know it, i i'm i'm tired of treating this company like it's some you know billy bob and billy bob and joe startup in somebody's garage this is a subdivision of Microsoft, one of the biggest corporations in the world. And we're just constantly, it just seems like we're always waiting for the next acquisition, but never getting the next great game. At least on, you know, at least when it comes to the Xbox platform. 
I don't, you know, I don't know what they're doing on the their mobile side, their tablet side. A lot of people seem to love their uh, their tablets, their Surface tablets. That's wonderful, but their games. I'm I and I just do not have the confidence that this company is going to do anything other than crank out Call of Duty, crank out Candy Crush crank out whatever you know the next uh hero shooter from one of the studios that they've acquired under this activision umbrella and i would like to be proven wrong you know Mm. i'm tired of turning on this this series x smokestack and just looking at the game pass library trying to find something to play yeah and you know it's just I don't I don't think my gaming tastes are that far out of the ordinary. We have three prime contenders in the console space. Two of them I have no problems finding something to play. One of them it's it's an issue. So and I'm going to keep and I'm and I'm going to keep that one because I'm not involved I'm not in the in the PC gaming. I'm not in, really into the PC gaming thing anymore. So it's like I need to see something from y'all. I really do. Yeah, great. You've got all this money. Wonderful, fantastic. Kudos to you guys. Do something with these IPs from these studios that you've acquired. All right, that's I it. I agree. Anything else from you, JoJo? Nah, that's pretty all much right. it. Cool. So uh, our next question is: uh, What games would you like to see on the new rebranded, maybe? PSN now service, aka Spartacus. Now that everyone's doing this whole service, uh, game service, and PSN's trying to, I guess, sort of pew pew back, fire back, maybe. I don't know. What games Man, do you I like to see? Not. I mean, I, 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 I hope not, not either, but I don't know, bro. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, service and gas games on the way from PlayStation. So, 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 uh, and this could be service games, gas games. It could be old games. You know, just let us know. You know what what games you would like to see on a PS Now service or a KK or KA Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. If you're you're old, you probably got that. Or a movie fan. <laughs> but anyway, that's it for me. Thank you to everyone. Who took the time, as always, to respond? And at the end, we'll give you another shout out at the end of the show. So uh, that's it. Back to you, Ken. All right. Uh, so our next topic on the docket is going to be the news. All right, Trader Joe, you're on deck. All right, good deal. And uh, our news, uh, just to kind of give credit where credit's due, um, basically the articles that we get, uh, we will throw on the Discord, and uh, I mainly source the articles through both Eurogamer and Gematsu on there, just to let you know. So that's Eurogamer.net and Gematsu.com. Uh, thank you for providing, uh, you know, the news articles that we kind of use every episode on here. So. And first thing we want to kind of cover is uh, the game of games of the upcoming February Torrent, which is going to be Dark Souls-inspired Elden Ring on here. So, uh, you know, of course, Elden Ring is the new game from director Miyazaki. 
I don't know why I'm like uh, fumbling and bumbling. Hideaka Miyazaki on Hidetaka. Hidetaka. Okay, sorry. Hidetaka. Yeah. yeah. I, if was, my if my anime enunciations are correct. Yeah, Hidetaka. Apologize on here. Um, he did have a lengthy interview with the PlayStation blog this past week. And they were commenting on Elden Ring, and basically they were talking about the uh, difficulty um, of the game on there. And uh, he basically was commenting, because as you well know, Souls games and Sekiro and uh, Bloodborne, they're notorious for their high skill barrier of entry and punishing difficulty. But he made a comment that says, I feel like our approach to these games, not just Elden Ring, is to design them to encourage the player to overcome adversity. We don't try to force difficulty or make things hard for the sake of it. We want players to use their cunning, study the game, memorize what's happening, and learn from their mistakes. We don't want players to feel like the game is unfairly punishing, but rather that there is a chance to win a difficult encounter and make progress. He continues to state that in Elden Ring, we have not intentionally tried to lower the game's difficulty, but I think more players will finish it this time. And he's basically determining it based on the fact that it's because it's a open world game design on there, which is going to allow more freedom for people to tackle challenges at their own pace and take a variety of approaches to combat, including stealth elements and the easier access multiplayer experience. So he goes on to further state that was, so we hope that the players embrace that the idea of receiving help from others. And we feel like the overall clear rate uh, will go up this time because of these things. Um, you know, there's no get good mentality or anything as far as that. And hopefully, you know, this game is going to be Easier for everyone involved, but what the remains to be seen on there. So, man, so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Woo. I'm going to kind of hand it over to you two because I know you both are going to be buying it at launch on there. I'm not going to be buying it because of my uh, moratorium, but uh. I, I mean, I'll try it. I'll try it out. I'm buying it. I'm going to try it. Um, I'll see what happens with it. Um, I hope, I mean, I'm not like a gaming, like pushover or anything like I can play hard games. It's just sometimes when it gets too hard, I'm like, no, but, but I'll try it out. Definitely. I mean, it looks, it looks a lot better. Um, and it seems like this is just a natural progression for, for the souls genres to give us an open world kind of, kind of look. So yeah, I'm, I, I think it, I think it'll be fun. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, it, it's just that. Uh, let's see. Do I, am I going to say something that will get me in trouble? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say. It. I am just tired of people wanting something to change just because it's different than what they're used to. That does that, that does that make any sense? Okay, if you've heard of the Souls genre, you know that they're typically difficult games. You know that they typically don't handhold you. You know that they're not going to be given a starting point and put on a path to progression. You're going to have to figure that stuff out on your own. 
why do people insist that it has to be it it has to be a, a, particularly a game that has never been that way meaning easy never had a, a easy mode never had a had a had a god mode quote unquote why do people insist this game has to be like the the type of game that i want when they had no intention of buying the damn thing to begin with nine times out of ten it's going to be too is it going to be too hard is it going to be too hard you know this guy should be the difficulty thing shouldn't even really be an issue you guys know what kind of games this company makes a casual is probably not even going to even be paying attention to anything Elden Ring. But if you if you're clued in or plugged into gaming at all, you understand what this studio is all about. So when they come out with a new title, yeah, I can expect to be ready to throw my controller at points. That's part of what makes this type of game attractive to some gamers i i don't know i I, i'm just over this well because it's different i needed to conform to the masses when this type of game is has never appealed to the masses the same thing they did that same thing that team ninja did with regard to ninja gaiden 3 with with the easy mode and the story, this gripping story of Ryu Hayabusa working with the government and all oh, this turmoil and drama. None of the people that were critics that were critical of the Ninja Gaiden series before had any intention of buying Ninja Gaiden three. And actually, it was a good thing because that, that that game was trash. But none of those people. If that if Ninja Gaiden three would have been the best of the series, they wouldn't have bought it anyway. Yeah, it's like uh, that just drives me insane. It's like looking at Elden Ring and wanting it to be like, say, if it was a death metal album and wanting a banger from Billy Ocean on the damn thing. You're not gonna get <laughs> you're not gonna get no damn Caribbean Queen from uh, Immortal or anything like that. So it's like, okay, you're you're buying Elden Ring. You're gonna get the, you're gonna get the the base hard ass from software shit. That's it. You know, I gotta not, listen to Billy Ocean now. <laughs> you're Caribbean not gonna get Queen. <laughs> Not gonna get no lover boy, okay? I'm sorry, you know, you know, you see the protagonist on the front, even with the George R. R. Martin <laughs> crossover, you're not going to. It's gonna stay true to what it's being, and it's gonna be straight, uh, stay true to its art, you know. What I mean, so, you know, because there's a creation aspect to this, because it's not a one size fits all kind of situation. So, not every game is for everybody. I don't know. And people, if it's too hard, they could still appreciate appreciate it from afar. Yeah, maybe uh, you know, play some other games leading up to this, and uh, maybe work those ambidextrous skills a bit. You know, you never know. Yeah, you know, I I don't play traditional Souls games because me and stamina bars don't make it. We we just don't. I'm not going to be on Twitter. You know, 
typing up a typing up petitions to have them take stamina bars out of the next souls game and i know that they're in that they're in this game but i'm so intrigued by the presentation of this title that i want to go ahead and play it now when i go ahead and play it it's like man this game is trash because it's got a stamina bar well numb nuts you knew it had a stamina bar when you bought it this is this is the type of game that they make right so mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be looking like an idiot complaining com- about the very thing that sets this genre apart from everything else on the market. And I, I, I'm just really tired of creators practically almost seemingly have to be forced to make a case for the way they design games. That just irks the hell out of me. It does. For people who have no intention of buying your product to begin with. Yeah, if it's more of a mass market thing, then guess what? Make a more mass market game. So, yeah. But you know, it, is game creation about creating artists? Is it about uh, you know creating a mass a media project? You know, um, it's kind of circle back. You know, next news story we're going to talk about is about Activision, and of course, Activision lately is uh, you consider Call of Duty art. As of late, I don't know about that, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys feel. Well, you know, it's like I think the Call of Duty is pablum for the masses, you know. It's a, uh, you know, big budget, you know, like a summer blockbuster type movie type game. But uh, it's a Michael Bay of gaming. You got it. (laughs) Speaking of which, yeah, Call of Duty, uh, we talked about in the main event, but uh, it has been stated about the uh, contract that Activision had with uh, with PlayStation prior to the acquisition. So Call of Duty's next three titles will reportedly still be making their way to PlayStation consoles. Beside, and this is besides Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard on there. So. Uh, of course, Jason Schreier, um, Bloomberg uh, stated the fact that what they found out is that uh, the next couple of Call of Duty entries on here, which, you know, obviously it's been heavily rumored the next game is Modern Warfare 2 uh, coming out later this year from uh, Infinity Ward. There's going to be a new title from Black Ops developer Treyarch in 2023 and then there's a new version of warzone warzone 2 that's going to be released in 2023 as well so all these three games are going to be uh, making their way to the playstation console phil spencer you know we talked about last episode says that you know he made the blanket statement indicating that uh, he's not intending to take away call of duty from the playstation platform and so because, you know, like we talked about in the main event, they got the receipts, they got the contract, they have to adhere to the contract, you know, so. So what you guys think about this? I mean, that's it's good for Call of Duty players out there. And I think, you know, all the panic out there, you know, the French retailers throwing signs on the retail case and <laughs> whatnot that, you know, I hate to say it, but there, there might even be a narrative Irregardless of any contracts that are in place, that Call of Duty is going to home is going to be on the Xbox. So, 
Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. silly. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. No, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying it was silly to think that it wouldn't be. I mean, like you, like we said before, it's probably just way too much money lost if they were not going to put it on. So, so it just makes sense that it's going to be there. And I think it was just a knee jerk reaction that happened. So, um, I'm glad for folks who follow that franchise um, that they're not going to be, you know, pigeonholed into getting an, an Xbox, an Xbox, you know, to play their favorite game. So, uh, but that's really all I have to say about it. Yeah, and again, this is all building into the Game Pass empire. We yep. they need content for Game Pass. The question I have still though is for the person who's only buying one to three titles a year, are they going to subscribe to Game Pass for, how much is Game Pass, $15 a month? Yeah, $15 yeah, a month. Yeah, $15 a month, on, you know, or and pay that every month? Or are they just going to buy their game outright on whatever platform they're playing on and just do it that way? It it the idea that that one to to three game a year person is just going to flock just drop everything and just move to this the xbox platform i mean that's going to happen there's going to be some that'll do it but now that they know that the next three call of duties are going to are coming to that platform it's like well Okay, so if I drop everything now, I'm going to be paying $15 a month as these Call of Duty games come out. I've got all I've got my controllers, I've got this gear when maybe it's that gear can be used on an Xbox, maybe it can't. I think there's most people are probably going to stay put now that they know that it's going to remain on PlayStation. It it and again, I'm only talking to that person, talking about that my assumption of the person that's only buying that one game a year. Because if Game Pass and PSN and all these other streaming services for games have not appealed to them before, what's to change? What how how is that? How is this going to to really affect their decision now? I'm 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 not seeing it. Yeah, I'll just see what happens in the next few years and see what, you know, it's going to develop. You know, my main thing now that I think about it is like, are they going to, I'm worried about Crash Bandicoot. Are they going to like put the Bandicoot, the uh, mascot, the PlayStation at one point in time under the Xbox yeah. <laughs> uh, banner and keep him there and probably. Uh, never, never let they him probably go? They probably would. They probably would. They probably would. I mean, it would actually be it would actually be kind of funny, but I mean, all of the IP that's under this Activision umbrella, the main thing that's moving the narratives going on online with gaming journalists, with with just folks on social media is Call of Duty. Nobody is talking about the plethora of other intellectual properties that come with this Activision acquisition. 
99.999% of the Twitter spaces and the YouTube, you know, X-Bot pony emergency meetings are about Call of Duty. That's it. They're, they're not talking about anything else. So it, it, I don't, I, you know, again, I don't know. I, I just still have re reservations about spending that kind of money for a studio, for a, a publisher that was going to be bringing those games to your platform anyway. It seems like the smarter answer would have been to do what PlayStation has done, and that is get in there, compete, put some money up, for these perks, these limited uh, exclusive experiences, or hey, I I don't think maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't think it would have cost Microsoft seventy billion dollars to just roll into Activision and say, hey. How how about exclusive rights to mainline Call of Duty when your contracts are up with, with with the competition? How much is it going to how much to get this game exclusive for however much however long? You're just making a business deal. You're not taking on ten thousand plus employees and healthcare. And all of the crap that has gone that has taken place with Activision over the past year and a half, you know, and if it burns to the ground, you can not only save people's jobs, but you can pick those studios that make those IPs for a heck of a lot less money. You know, to me, you know, and again, I, I'm not running a multi-billion or trillion dollar corporation. So obviously I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just talking about just someone who's just looking at this from the outside, not being privy to the meat and potatoes of the information that goes into making decisions like this. It just seems very weird. All right, good, good, good to go on that. I think uh, we kind of hit the nail on the head on that discussion. We'll probably be talking about that more once uh, Modern Warfare 2 is announced. I don't know if you're excited for that or not, uh, our gaming vessels, but I don't think we're going to start playing Call of Duty anytime soon. So, No. Mm -mm. Uh, definitely not. Talk to me when you give me another prototype. There you go. Well, Next game we're going to talk about is actually something that both me and Desmond are going to be playing, and this is going to be the ARPG Lost Ark from Amazon Game Studios. So just to kind of give everyone's a heads up, the game is going to be out on February 11th. Uh, you'll be able to start downloading the game on February 7th, uh, but be fair warned that you're going to have to get your character creation finished on there i know for the people that have played the beta like me and you des i think that's kind of a a past thing as long as we didn't delete our saves but for other people 
Uh, there might be some time before they could get into the character creation um, to be able to create a character before starting the game on there. And it's happened with other games like this previously, but uh, uh, people have commented the fact that uh, you know, people were in a rush to get through the character customization because the servers would keep going up and down and everyone trying to get in before the launch on the 11th on there but uh, amazon is uh you know going out there with uh basically videos um be able to have players explaining different classes the sailing feature in the game on there and uh, you can be able to kind of give everyone a heads up uh, this game is coming out in February, on top of everything else that's being released in the month of February, so yeah, but it's a free game, so I don't think they're terribly worried. Like people will will they will you know flock to it who wants to flock to it, and and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of like looky loos to see what's going on first. But I think once it settles down, it'll be fine. Um, I try not to play a MMO um, after like the first couple of weeks especially a new one to free one uh, because I know it's going to be just staggered with tons of people who just want to see what's going on and see if this is something that they, that can take the edge off of what they normally play. So, um, so I probably won't end up playing it until, excuse me, until late February um, or until their server stuff kind of settles down. It's just, I have, I, there's a, like you said, there's, there's a lot of stuff coming out in February that'll be pulling my time and because this is free this is not going anywhere so i think it i think it'll have enough legs to keep it you know in people's minds so i'm not terribly worried about it and one thing to keep in mind too if you're interested in this game that amazon prime uh, gaming is going to have some perks and or cosmetics for you to be able to get for free if you have a prime subscription on there so that's another thing to keep in mind as well so and of course this game will be out for pc only it's no console versions are announced i think as me and des confirmed there is a partial controller support so for the people that are allergic to keyboard and mouse uh you still have a means to be able to play this game on there so woohoo yep and i don't, I don't think this game's on your radar right kev i don't want to assume but no mm -mm. got it mm -mm. Nope. I learned my lesson with Black Desert. Yeah, understood. Good deal. But we'll definitely be talking about in the next uh, months to come on our show. Now, another game that we might be talking about as well is another game that is going to get a, finally a release date has been announced for and is coming out in February along with everything else is Platinum Games Soul Cresta. So if you don't remember this game, this game is the pseudo sequel to moon cresta and what's the other cresta game uh moon cresta and uh bu, 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 bu. Soul I, cresta. I don't know it's a so, soul cresta is basically the, the, the moon one yeah i have no idea cresta. i thought it was moon cresta yeah moon cresta i mentioned i just uh uh, oh, Terra, Terra Cresta, that's the other one. That's oh, it. so, of course, Terra Earth. Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, this game, is, you know, it's a old, you know, arcade-inspired game in the Cresta series that Platinum's been kind of working on as a passion project 
on there. Uh, I know the director of the game is uh, Hideki Kamiya, which is, you know, the, the guy that brought you such games as Devil May Cry and was the guy behind Scalebound, of course. And, uh, you know, I know he's been passionate about working on this game and they got the license from Hamster to be able to go ahead and uh, get this game out. So if you're interested, it will be out on February 22nd, 2022. There's a lot, a lot of twos in the mix in there for, the, for that release date on there but uh that will be out digitally for 40 bucks on all your favorite platforms including pc switch and ps4 sorry xbox so and um, the game will be out and we'll have to see how it is i don't know if any of you guys plan on purchasing this at least at launch i'll probably uh, be picking it up not really sure at this point. I'm probably going to end up looking at some more gameplay and seeing. Um, I don't want to say seeing reviews because that's just not like I'm probably just going to look a little bit more about it before before picking it up. But but if it comes off as, as being proud of interesting and good, then I probably will end up picking it up. Is this digital only? Digital only for right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 40 buck digital is kind of a big ask, I think, but it just depends if the game is really good. So, you know, there's a number of digital only games in February that are coming out, including your much anticipated Sifu, Kev, that's going to be up there. I know Sifu is getting the physical, though, so. But uh, I don't think you're going to be willing to wait for the physical. (laughs) No. Kenya Bridge of Spirits, the physical didn't come out till months later after the digital yeah. release. So I'll be I'll 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 just be rolling with the digital version of that. All right, good deal. And then last but not least, just to cap off the news for this week, uh, there is a hot rumor from noted rumor monger Jeff Grubb. Oh. Uh, Jeff Jeff Grubb of the uh God, I'm trying to think of the website. He usually is a part of, I think, uh, well, it's not. I'll look it up here real quick. Give me a second. I know it's confirmed on the uh, episode of Grub Snacks, which is a podcast uh, that he commonly hosts on there. But he was talking about uh, a rumor about good old... Microsoft, and so I guess Microsoft was looking for new games to be uh, placed on the Xbox, and they did find a studio working on a Monster Hunter-esque game, a four-player hunting game on there. So this is from a developer called Certain Affinity, who has worked in the background previously, working on, uh, of course, uh, Halo, you know, one of the other partner studios they've had working on Halo, Halo multiplayer and whatnot, but uh, they have a game in development that is going to take an an inspiration from Monster Hunter. So it's a four player hunting game that will be coming out probably around 2023, 2024 on there. I guess the project uh, began its development back in 2020 on there and it's going to feature big bosses of some type and co-op play so it's you know we got little a little bit to go on not not much no game announcement just in anticipation of course that they have a new game from the studio um doing a take on monster hunter in the same genre at least so so in knowing the 
prior like you know monster hunter like you know i wouldn't say ripoffs but you know inspired games in the same genre like god eater and of course uh you know um freedom wars and whatnot are you are you putting much into this u.s studios uh you know inspiration from monster hunter to to bring a new game out how do you think uh, they're gonna do you know the kind of wait and see uh with assume so it might be good. I mean, I, I think the best thing to do, uh, without getting all into hyperbole, is to is to really kind of wait and see. Yeah, I'm my same opinion. thing. Uh, I'm I'm at least thankful that they have a game in this genre. At least uh, thinking about you know filling the gap in their games lineup if need be. You know, I just don't want it to be where it's too derivative. You know. Um, I know that we re-downloaded Dauntless lately. That's another game kind of inspired by Monster Hunter that, you know, it's, they keep reiterating a bit. I've been told that it's gotten a lot better as of late, you know. So, uh, hey, the more the merrier, in my opinion. So, Exactly. How about you, Kev? Any anticipation or you think this thing will be uh, um, focus group to hell and back as far as Microsoft and never see the light of day? This actually has me more excited than than an Activision acquisition. I mean, this is the type of thing that I would rather see the Xbox division do as opposed to just going out and just consuming publishers. Go to these studios, make deals. Hey, we noticed this gap or this deficiency in our lineup. We'd really like you to do something to, to help us out with it. Do you have any ideas? Well, yeah, we've got this Monster Hunter inspired game that we're working on. Great. Sign us up. That, yeah. That's the type of stuff that I want to that I would rather see Xbox do than just going on these uh, Microsoft funded expenditures and just gobbling up gobbling up the industry as they see fit because they need content for game pass you know it, that that that's just me and i'm i'm hoping that this title is going is going to be good uh, i mean like like des says without getting into hyperbole we just have to wait and see but this pattern of acquisition of content acquisition of, of intellectual property, supplying your console, supplying your platform with games, this is the way I'd rather see it done by by any company. I'd much rather see it done this way than just running around consuming everything. Yeah. We, we want to see a, a nuanced approach, not the, uh, you know, Galactus approach or something. Yeah, I mean, you're bringing a sledgehammer to an appendectomy. You know, that's not the way. (laughs) You're trying to do a surgical procedure, and you just and you you just roll up with 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 a jackhammer. I'll 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 take care of it with this. You know, the wallet is not the answer to everything, and I think approaches like this are definitely more preferable. But when you've got a service that you're pushing, you 
the way that they've been acquiring is kind of sort of what you have to do because you need to fill out those spaces <laughs> when people bring up your game pass app they want to see more and more tiles pop up you know and the quickest way to do that is just buy up everything in sight so well, but, you know it, it, out. yeah like i was going to say at least they're 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 doing this approach which i think is overall better for the gaming industry as a whole yeah one thing i forgot about you know, this article kind of reminded me there's other games we talked about rumors and there's a project shaolin which is basically the wu-tang clan rpg that they have in the mix that we haven't heard much about but is out there uh, there's a project dragon in the works at xbox which is an rpg from io interactive the makers of hitman which I remember reading about too as well mm. on there. I know that there's other games that have been announced on previous Xbox events, including that Contraband game, which is from Avalanche, which is a co-op heist game, you know, kind of looking like Uncharted a bit, you know. So there, there's stuff on the way for Series X and S owners. It's just, you know, it's just they got to be patient, I guess, until everything kind of gets uh, built up. And I'm really eager to see what 2023 and 2024 is going to be looking like in the landscape coming up uh, for all of the console, you know, first party console makers. You know, we really haven't seen much from Nintendo as of late. You know, we haven't seen much from Sony, you know, obviously after Horizon. Uh, Forbidden West is out that, uh, you know, we don't know a whole lot that's coming up besides God of War. So I'm hoping that there's, uh, you know, other games that kind of fill out the catalog throughout the year. We'll be able to take a look and see how that goes. So, I mean, we've got Forspoken. Yeah. We've got Sifu. We've got, um, what was that, that other one that, I can't remember if they gave a date or not. It's that one where that where there's like this butler following you around. It's got that kind of little like devil inside. Little devil inside. You know, there's there's things coming. There's there's games coming. We actually have seen gameplay of games that are on the way. We've got Kirby's Dreamland, not not Kirby's Dreamland, uh, the new Kirby open world ish game. That's that's dropping soon on on the switch, so I it's there's content on the <clears throat> there's content coming that we know of on two of the three boxes. I, I'm not worried about 2022 uh, at all with regards to Nintendo and PlayStation. It, it yeah, same I here. think yeah, they're 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 fire they're firing well but what do you think about i mean you think i know microsoft sometimes loves to put game previews up like basically early access they did that with of course uh grounded and they did that also as well with uh, some other games including what uh, the anacrusis which has just been recently released on games pass so I think the worst thing they could do, I, I hope for these games coming up, especially these co-op games like Contraband and this Monster Hunter style game, that they wait their release until it's ready to roll. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but uh, is that type of is that type of methodology uh, conducive for a service-based 
economy? I don't think so because they're they're more they're they're there is more of an impetus to put the game out and say, hey, we've got updates coming. Here's the shell. We'll fill it up as we go. And that's the that's the that's the issue that I have with service based gaming in general. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Like I think the one thing that that that's bad about service services as a game, or service as a as a as like a way to get games, is I don't want it to turn into this weird thing where you're always in this in this holding pattern, and you are for some reason you're paying to become a beta tester. Like you're exactly. paying 15 bucks a month to be a beta tester. No, no. And that, I think that's why it's so weird that we see Grounded on it and we see Anvil on it. And we see these other games that are just quote unquote previews. And, I, and, and I'm like, are, you're adding, you're trying to add value. But, but at the same time, we're kind of like, you know, we're, we're paying to be beta testers for you now. And it's like, that, that's a weird thing that I think people are just not thinking about. You know, you're 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 you are you're like you're you're paying, you know, to be labor for them. But but I think of all the games you're getting, yeah. But like, I think games should be done and and shipped. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like I'm not gonna buy like a Corvette yet. Y'all got to put some new wheels on it. It's like don't worry about it. Like, well, the wheels are coming. Just drive it now. <laughs> the it's like no. You know, See sparks going all down. Right? It's like no. Well, you know, that's why certain games, like I, I enjoyed what I played, the Second Extinction, but I kind of feel like why should I dedicate to my time to a game that's not even complete? You know, so agreed. That is the that is the type of gaming environment that I think is conducive to a service platform, service based platform. Get the shell out. And fill it up as you go because oh more content ooh and it may, it's the idea is to make the subscriber feel like I'm always getting content I'm either getting a new shell or I'm getting more content to fill to put into shells that I've already got you know it, it it's the shell game it's a digital shell game here's a piece for here's a little bit to dip into the Halo shell here's a little bit to dip into this shell. Here's a little bit to do, and, and that's the issue that I have with this service-based economy that they're trying to put, well, that Microsoft in particular is trying to push on games, and apparently, you know, we'll see what's what Sony's uh, formula is to this, but I do not want that at all. I, I, I don't want to wake up one day and then turn on my console doesn't matter won't matter which one at that point and see half-assed games shells that i have to download and i just have to just wait until they give me another chunk to put in each one and eventually after x amount of years hey well look at it and then 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 these journalists and and these these service simps are going to sit there and they're going to say well look how far this game came from when it first launched to where it is now fool you should have had a complete game to begin with wow that's the first time i've heard the word service <laughs> simp before <laughs> yeah i'm i'm i 
I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of on one today that something bad happened and completely unrelated to what's going on here, but <laughs> but it, it, it's just like yo, what's going on? Why can't I have a complete freaking game? And you're we're going to see more and more and more of that if this service if if this service environment gets a, a bigger and bigger hold. And, and you know what? Hey, if services are what you, is, is your thing, hey, you know, go with God, more power to you, bro. Uh, you know, you like it, I love it for you. But but I'm I'm not with it. I don't want to see Nintendo go down that route, and I don't want to see PlayStation go down that route. Come on. It's X, X, Xbox Games Fest. It's the best value in gaming. Come on. It's... Uh-huh. Uh, uh, that that is a that's the seal from GH Radio. That is who I'm on. So <laughs> okay, you know what? for that's them, the hey, for them, that's wonderful. Like I said, like not every game is not every game is for everybody. Hey, not every service is 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 for everybody. Uh, you know, whatever. But I just don't want everybody else to copy and paste that that model that still has them in third place. You know, whatever. <laughs> And uh, I'll put the cherry on top and say that is the news for this episode. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for that, Jabroni Chief. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. It's the email you want to use. If you've heard something that you want to respond to, if you yourself would like to be on this uh, zany show that we put on uh, with one curmudgeon <laughs> and, and two two hopeful <laughs> hopeful gamers <laughs> so if you'd like to be a part of this nonsense you're going to want to send uh, an email to gaming vessels at gmail.com we also have a twitter page at gaming vessels g-a-m-i-n-g-v-e-s-s-e-l-s and of course i would be Diligent, not diligent in my duties if I did not mention our Discord server where people can interact and talk about this wonderful world of gaming, varying opinions, uh, varying viewpoints, but always respectful, always fun, always lighthearted. You'll be able to find folks to play games with. Uh, You'll be able to discuss the news of the day without the dumpster fire nonsense that you find on on uh, Twitter and Facebook or whatever social media thing you use to, to talk about games for the most part, I would highly encourage you to jump in. Uh, you can find uh, the link to our Discord server on our Twitter page or on whatever podcast aggregate you use to download this show. Individually, we have our own social media accounts, I can be found on Twitter at shownuff 71 That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I'm shownuff 7 Same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox is shownuff 71 Same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam is shownuff 71 Same spelling as originally. And Switch, my Switch friend code is 76581553. Zero nine. So, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? All righty, my friends. Oh, and I want to give a quick uh, thank you to the people who mentioned who who did a who came and talked or came and um, 
wrote up or came and did came and answered our uh our main event question so thanks will d six thank you uh john bt thank gerald and thank you uh fred french mr mustard just want to put that out there uh yeah, my bad find... I, for, I usually oh, no, I for completely they completely slipped my mind i'm sorry no, my apologies no y'all no problem uh, so you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X. You can find me on PSN, Steam, Xbox Live at Nemo Tigger. That's N E M O T G G R. And you can find me on Nintendo. My friend code is five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. Also, I'll be playing Nintendo a little bit more because I just got the Pokemon Arceus uh, game. So hopefully, Joe and I will be playing that sometime and. I want to hear about that. Do battles. Honestly, I, I really do. I want to oh, hear yeah. about that. Yeah, I really do. Next uh, next week, I'll be giving uh, I'll be giving my my um, my my review or my impressions. I don't know if I'm going to beat it in the week. I hope not. But uh, <laughs> but I'll be able to give you my impressions. So, Joe, uh, where can folks find you? Uh, they can find me at Jabroni Chief on Twitter. You you Jabroni Chief. J A B O R O N I C H I E F. Uh, I go by the same handle on both PSN and Steam. Xbox. I am Jabroni Chief three seven four because there's three hundred seventy three other Jabroni Chiefs running around out there. On there, say the hi legion. if you see one. Yes, the le- Legion of Jabronis on there. The Scary. Legion of Doom. But. Uh, Nintendo friend code four seven one two five nine five three one four zero nine. All right, all right. So that is going to bring episode one fifty six of the Gaming Vessels to a close. Uh, before we completely close out, uh, again, I just want to say thank you to everybody that takes time out of their busy day to listen to our podcast, take part in our Discord server. Y'all are much appreciated because without you guys, we'd just be three old folks just yapping into the internet ether. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy, Boom. and... <laughs> Hush. I'm tired <laughs> of dealing with you. Jabroni Military School. (laughs) And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Who is that food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar? I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Purple bling bling. Yo. And we will be back (laughs) next week with a brand new show, episode 157, in your ear holes. Peace. And Norton can kick rocks.